SCP Confinement, the hit YouTube series by Lord Bung, is coming to the printed page. Confinement follows Connor, a man with the anomalous ability to respawn, as he is used by the Foundation to explore and investigate dangerous SCPs. Adapted by Koshi J. Kage, artist for the SCP Daybreak graphic novel. Storyboard reviewed by Phantom, creator of the Whore of Blood canon, and published by Smooth Cadence Productions. Confinement returns to the community with no drama, no self-inserts, and no bung. Confinement Comics, Issue 1, only on Kickstarter. This week, Paracon 2023 Town Hall responses and we'll play Don't Blink and Two Truths with an undercover Canadian secret agent. Since our last episode, SCP-4547, an exoplanet located approximately 15 light years away from Earth, shifted approximately 0.0002 degrees on its axis. Upon investigation, it was confirmed to be caused by your mom getting up to answer the door. trick-or-treaters i'm kelsey i'm noli and i'm t Safor. the t is silent and this is scp weekly oh oh geez so uh what what have we been up to this week or two weeks yeah since i definitely know the show that i'm guesting on <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, We're so glad you're here and you know what you're doing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so for, uh, for the last two weeks, merch and confinement comics have eaten my life again. Uh, the Etsy store is up and running, though. Uh, got all of the uh, all of the Arcadia designs up on it. I've got uh, Marshall Carter in Dark. Got Horror of Blood. Got um, what was the other thing? Parawatch. Got Parawatch up there. Um, and uh, so far, sales are actually moving pretty well. I didn't expect them to be this hot um, early, so early in the game, but yeah, they're moving. And then confinement comics. Yeah, I feel uh, like we, Marshall Carter and Dark have. I mean, for a business, pretty great branding. Yes. I'll say of, of all of the designs that I have purchased myself, Marshall Carter Dark is the one and it's on the way and I can't wait. for it. Oh, yeah. It was hard. Like I wanted some of some of the Arcadia stuff too, like the Arcadia 2006 design, the rainbow with the block letters over it. And yeah. Still haven't so we, gotten into Arcadia that much. No. I don't. I didn't even know it existed until somebody actually it was a request. They were like, "Hey, if you put Arcadia up, I'm gonna buy it." And I was like, "All right, what is this?" And I was like, "Whoa, this is this looks cool." Like I don't know Arcadia at all, but I know it looks cool. Um, and then I reached out to uh, it was Jackal Related that uh, did the designs, um, and so Jackal Related is actually on a uh, royalty contract and gets sixty five percent of net sales off of it. And this nice. is what we do. Yeah, the Vikander needs stuff, Gregory. 65% of uh, the horror blood stuff, Phantom gets 65% of the net sales. Um, testing out this business model to see how it works. In terms of like anomalous video game manufacturers, I gotta go totally soft. To who? Totally soft totally is soft. just a giant alien creature that crash landed on the planet and now makes video games. Huh. Or just like any media content. Is there a brand for that? I don't think it's like officially a group of interest yet, but it's been growing. Yeah, it's supposed to say like, it's, tr it's trying to go with like totally soft, like totally software, but it's spelled sort of like how Data would spell <laughs> it, just like totally soft. It's definitely a, a Dado-esque character. Yeah, because he, uh, the being that's in charge of it just has absolutely no idea what it's really doing and it's just going off the basis of like oh following the american dream without actually knowing what that means hmm. tech bro data gregory actually uh covered that on an episode of simple oh. creative people yeah I'm, and i'm also fairly sure harry blank has written one of the totally soft articles hmm. i, I think he has i think it was the like american i don't want to miscredit the writer of that though but. yeah for me uh the past two weeks uh a lot has kind of happened sort of of uh, i started a new job which has been going pretty well uh it's been 10 hour shifts so I've uh, been trying to get used to that. Plus, they're overnight, so. Hey, uh, overnight train. I'm 13 yeah. hour overnight shifts. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, essentially, it's like an overnight uh, staff position for 
uh, this special needs group home where essentially we just look after the clients and, you know, make sure they're taken care of throughout the night if they ever need anything and just make sure that they get up in the morning and that they're ready for whatever the thing wow. is planned for. We have exactly the same job. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Technically, mine is a bit more one-on-one -on -one because I just stay over at like a person's house but it's mm. still a direct support professional for people with developmental disabilities that's very cool the world just got a little smaller for you guys yeah <laughs> I saw you mentioning it earlier yesterday and I was like wait that sounds a lot like my job anything yeah. new been going on with you this week I don't know okay. I'm a boring <laughs> person well, <clears throat> this week, John Winfield has a cold, so we won't be listening to uh, Lord Blackwood Presents. John, we hope you feel better, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing what you cook up for us next episode. So let's, uh, what are we going to do? Well, I think it's time to get on to site news. Ah, uh, site news. Let's talk about the town hall. So uh, periodically, the uh, team captains from the SCP Wiki admin uh, get together and they go through all of the uh, BCs and Gs from all of the site users and they address them uh, in the town hall forum. And so this is a public forum where they take all of the comments from everybody and answer your questions. So we're gonna start going through these uh, in the, the question and answer format. These aren't all questions there. Some of them are comments, but we'll just say questions and answers for the sake of simplicity. So it looks like, Nolan, you got the first one. Question. I don't like the randomization layout of the 001 hub. I suppose it makes sense from an in-universe perspective, but it's just really annoying as someone used to it just lists them in order. I'd like to get rid of it. Answer. We chose a random order because most readers tend to read in order, and we prefer if they just don't read the old stuff. We do have an option to sort by date posted, and we are making that more prominent. I mean, that's a fair point. Personally, I do like the randomized version of the hub just because it is nicer to be able to give different people a chance to be at the top since they are all the same number. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Sumerian will get to the top with his new one that just came out today. Maybe he already has. Probably. <laughs> All right, question. How to, write a, how to write an SCP needs to be rewritten. How to write an SCP does not accurately reflect the standards of the site today and is outdated. I think it's become a problem when people have begun to get confused by the guide rather than helped by it. Answer, we recently rewrote the how to write an SCP guide between the receipt of the suggestion and the posting of this town hall response. Go check it out. So it's... So that one's already been taken care of. The how to write an SCP guide uh, is already been rewritten. Yeah, I gotta read that new guide. Definitely always enjoy the guides on the site. I really like the joke guide that's just like a list of all the like most popular trends. Question, is there any possible way to add a neutral vote to the voting? I'm not asking for the whole five star thing that gets kicked around, but more of a, yep, I read this and don't think it should be deleted, but I don't want to actively recommend it to others either. 
Answer, the addition of neutral votes is one change we would like to make when on an independent platform and software support for it already exists within Wikijump. Currently, if you have any ambiguous feelings about a piece, your best option is to comment on the article saying that. Uh, what What's bad about no votes? I don't, I don't understand. Like people just want to like count how many times it's been read. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of articles in the past that I've no voted. Even when I first started like actually having an account and voting on the wiki, I actually asked about that because I saw the little like cancel your upvote or downvote button and I thought it was a no vote button. And I was like, what does the no vote button actually do? But I think it's a good addition. I don't know. Maybe I just don't understand it. Well, I think the point is the, the question asker really said it quite well here, but like I can leave a comment, but I still want that marking in stats, even that I have read this article. And sometimes my feelings aren't negative enough to like want it off the wiki or want it rewritten, but I still didn't enjoy it enough to upvote it. And I still want some marker there to tell people that, yes, I have read this and have given input on it, even with a comment. Yeah, that's why I said it seems like this, the main point of it is just a a, a, a read counter. Yeah. yeah, which is a point enough, really. Question. Wikidot has a mark this user as abusive function when you click on their profile. While this obviously does nothing given the Wikidot's current state, I would like to see a functional version of this in Project Foundation slash Wikijump as a way of anonymous reporting. Answer. Wikidot has a feature to mark a user as abusive, but it functions as complicated and non-obvious, and the reports it gives are anonymous, which makes the feature unhelpful. If you know about a user who is acting abusively, the fastest response you can get is if you message a staff member. The feature is currently only used as a way of emergency revokes, bans, and that's only internal to staff. I, I'm just going to say this out loud. I will never support anonymous abuse reporting, ever. I've worked in those systems in real life, and more harm than good comes from them because the systems themselves are abused more often than they're used for their intended purpose. In my experience. Question. More art contest, please. Answer, this is something that Community Outreach is planning on doing more in the future in addition to our official contests like the Reimagining Contest. If anyone does want to run an unofficial art contest or event such as GOI-tober, they can get in touch with us to discuss their plans. And I've seen uh, a few, I've seen an uptick in the uh, uh, art contest over the last couple of months. So it looks like these things are actually happening. That's very cool. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to see more of those. i I've been an aspiring artist for a little while, so I'd like the the push to actually make some more SCP art. Um, the next one is question. Request for verbatim posting of complaints. Staff misrepresent these complaints by not posting them verbatim. And the answer, we are posting these complaints verbatim this year. And also, we are reading them verbatim. Yes. Question. I don't think anonymous submissions should be used for town hall formats like this, especially not if they're published publicly. They are a dangerous vector that allow individuals to launder their bad reputations 
which many times have been rightfully earned. I grow worried that this is not just individuals who have been banned, but also certain cry wolf types on the wiki. I think they should be limited in scope to AHT team usage. To really emphasize my point, I'm choosing to launder my own identity in this manner. Who am I? Answer. Moving forward, we will likely include an optional how may we contact you with follow-up questions in the anonymous form. And a disclaimer that if the anonymous form is used, your complaint may be ignored if sufficiently incendiary. We will take steps to prevent impersonation through the anonymous form. See, there's anonymous reporting. You gotta have you gotta have rules and rules and rules and rules to make it effective. Uh, previous winners of X thousand contests should not be allowed to win future contests. Participating is fine with the understanding that they are not allowed to claim the top prize. My comment, in brackets, bitter much? <clears throat> Answer. No, this is worrying about a scenario that has not happened before as no singular KCON winner has ever won more than once. This is penalizing people for writing good, which is not something that we wish to promote. Last year, a similar suggestion was made to ban all previous winners from X thousand contests. The reasons for not implementing this suggestion as provided below still apply to barring previous winners from actually winning, as stated last year. While this suggestion does have some obvious benefits while only affecting a minor part of the user base, it will likely have a lot more side effects than anticipated. Penalizing success like this could lead to people trying to write articles that are good but don't win in order to avoid the penalty. Removing some of the site's most prolific authors from our most well-known contest might make casual readers start to tune out. In reality, this will only affect a small handful of authors, only changing who is taking the spotlight rather than truly killing the issue at the core. Similar suggestions in future years will not be entertained and will be met with a repeat of this response. Yeah, I know um, at least one of the authors of a previous year during the, what was it, the last one? 6,000 contest? I should know. I like got like third place. Yes. <laughs> um, but he... Um, was kind of getting a lot of hate for submitting something to the contest, which does suck. Why? I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, personally, I would. I would miss having the chance of a new Pepper's Ghost article. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if you want to win, write better. Yeah. You got to. You got to beat the best to be the best. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a skill issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sound like an asshole then. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I'm not sorry. Get good. The next question is, there's been a consistent theme over the last few years of contests that happened within the first three months of the year that are speedwriting centered. Jam cons and the recent cold post con. The amount of these we've had has led to oversaturation of this type of contest. So a suggestion I have is alternating between a speedwriting style contest like a jam con and a longer-ish collab slash duo con each year if this first quarter style of contest keeps going. Side note, please don't do a Cupid contest again. <laughs> Answer. We will take this into consideration going forward. I like this suggestion because, yeah, no kidding, no speed riding contests. Oh my God, it's a deluge of articles. 
Yeah, I also personally, from a writer's perspective, I cannot <laughs> write fast enough to enter those contests. Really. Yeah. Question. Given what staff knows about the demographics of the reader base being largely underage from Google Analytics, you're not sly, we see you sharing it every other month or so in SCPD or the official server. It's outright negligent to keep hosting not safe for work material and erotica. There's a difference between sex elements used for horror and sex elements being used for a pervert's jerk-off fantasy. One you can justify keeping given the demographics. The other you categorically cannot. Anyone who argues for keeping erotic NSFW on the site is basically advancing a pedophilic agenda and should be regarded with extreme suspicion given past events. Answer. Masked adult content curation team has reviewed this and were firmly opposed to this request. This is for a few reasons. Not safe for work and erotic material are perfectly valid material to post on a site with 18 plus membership. The fact that underage users may be accessing this material is unfortunate, but that's not a strong enough reason to police the community's works in such a way. The ACC team will splash any material that rises to the level of being an adult. This move will eliminate a vast number of previous works. This isn't a reason that could stand alone, but it should be taken into account with the others. And not safe for work is an unenforceably broad category. It's unfortunate that children have access to the internet sometimes, but it's a thing. <laughs> and I I feel like this site is not a platform for the the second type of not safe for work content. I do agree with that. But the gauge between using it for horror or your story is hard to define enough mm -hmm. in that way yep we got a we got an opinion piece coming a little later in that ties into that i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my thoughts for that yeah same Question. Official Discord server moderators are tyrants who abuse the tiny scraps of power they've been given. Members of the 19 Cord moderation team have displayed an appallingly punitive approach to disciplinary action, focused on what they themselves decide is a negative value user. Given that this is the same issue that the official IRC suffered from for years, leading to its deprecation, it is imperative that the situation be controlled. <clears throat> Giving their staggering incompetence, moderator and moderator names removed should not be moderators in the official scp discord server i do not trust them to make decisions regarding the well-being of people in the server answer we need some examples of poor moderator behavior for this to be actionable as staff appears to overwhelmingly oppose discipline on just charges of patterns of behavior if you see a moderator acting poorly please report this to a server admin and this comes back to like every kind of complaint that could be made. Receipts. Bring receipts. Then the, the next question is question. Why are trans topics disproportionately shut down by the De SCP Discord team? As a trans woman, it makes me uncomfortable when people post sexualizing messages in the server. Yet when I see legitimate trans experiences being shared, it tends to be shut down. Answer. 
We are unaware of trans topics being disproportionately shut down and are kind of confused about this. The 19 Core does dedicate itself to being a trans-friendly space, so please speak out about this and provide examples. Receipts. 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 Question. What are y'all going to do about the harassment in international spaces? Currently, as a trans person, I don't feel safe around certain international members supported by international people, sense of their pattern behavior when it comes to other people. That was all one sentence, no punctuation whatsoever. Answer. We can't say that much specifically without knowing further details. Other than that, each branch has its own AHT procedures or local equivalents report harassment to. Speaking specifically of the SCP International Discord, any harassment should be repeated to the chat admins, because harassment and other hateful behavior is grounds for a ban from the server. If evidence of bigotry by specific individuals is brought forward, it will be acted upon. So I'll say this, because part of part of scripting this show and all the things that we do is we keep a really close eye on the anti-harassment team's log of actions. Uh, those guys don't fuck around. If you bring a legitimate concern to the anti-harassment team, they are going to dig into it. They are going to find, especially if you bring receipts, they're going to figure out what's going on and they have no problem whatsoever with dropping the band hammer on somebody and they'll do it quick. Um, I have a lot of like, at just since starting this show, the research that we do, uh, I've grown a lot of respect for uh, for the anti-harassment team. That's Dr. Mann and his team, and I have a lot of respect for those guys. Uh, question. I also generally think there should be some better community outreach between the wiki and the external fandom, since the two are very disconnected. I know the outreach team exists, but they generally focus more on the popular Series 1 articles and, appear to the, and appeal to the broader audience who already know about one of them. My suggestion is to market the SCP Wiki as a collection of short stories taking place in a shared setting made by hundreds, thousands of different authors, where the first thing shown in the spaces outside the Wiki to newcomers are the top rated in the last 30 days page and the Canon Hub, since in my opinion, these two set a good basic expectation for the Wiki, that being the good recent articles and the variety of different styles, themes, and writing styles there are. Answer. Internet outreach, outreach to our offsite fans, already does the majority of what this suggestion is. We recommend a variety of content to our offsite users. We do not focus on only things from Series 1. We feature any and all articles, SCP and GOI, that have CC images. We do artist highlights, tale discussions, and are currently working with the art committee to feature things without images by posting them with fan art. One of the first things we tell people is how we're a collaborative, creative writing website and resources on how to get started, recommendations on what to read or highlight it on all of our platforms and permanently pinned on the majority of them. There's a huge variety in what the offsite community enjoys and engages with and the discussions we have with them. That being said, we also meet the various offsite communities where they are. If users enjoy series one and that's what they want to talk about or make art of, there's nothing wrong with that. and We will encourage them to do so. This can coexist with also recommending similar things from elsewhere on the site they may enjoy too. At the end of the day, it's important to remember not everyone wants to become an author, an avid reader, a fan artist, or even stay with the community. Some people want to only engage with Series 1, play the games, stick to role-playing, or just casually browse. The off-site communities are their place to do that. 
The end goal of internet outreach is not to bring people to the site, it's for off-site fans to have an enjoyable experience within our community while they're here. And that may look a bit different than what you expect. That, the comment itself sounds a little like ignorant of the way that the the community outreach team even operates to begin with. Like, I to me, this sounds like it's coming from the perspective of somebody who like, looks at the content farms on YouTube and think that the internet outreach team has something to do with that. Like with the series one stuff, I don't know. Also just a little fun fact uh, that the original question kind of brought up is uh, they're questioning of whether there are thousands of authors. Uh, they are correct. Currently looking it up, there are 2,894 different authors. Wow of articles on the site i would have i would have pegged it somewhere in the like 1000 to 1200 range that's surprising me too to me. yeah like 1400 or so yeah. was my guess 30 almost almost 3000 you say yeah 2800 yeah. something that's a lot so the next question is question what plans are there in place to help ensure that new community members will be able to get on board with the community with the age floor hitting, as of the time of writing, 18 years? And are there any plans in place to reduce the potential harm caused by people attempting to take advantage of those who wait to join the wiki for an extra two years? Answer. We do not have any intention to do this. This falls outside of staff duties. Okay, can either of you guys explain to me what the question is actually asking? No. Okay. No. I, don't, I don't understand. I think it's saying maybe it's talking about people who have joined the wiki before the 18 year thing and whether they'll be able to stay on the wiki when it raises above their age. But yeah. I'm not sure. I, like it doesn't. I don't, I don't. I don't even know how to make sense of that. If anybody uh, knows how to make sense of this question, send us an email at scpweekly.mail at gmail.com because uh, I'm confused. Nolan, you got the next one? Yeah. Question. Any member of staff who, now or in the future, advocates for lowering the minimum age to join the site should be censored at best, removed from staff at worst? Answer. Banning staff from discussing things in totality is non-productive. New information can and should inform changes in staff policy. In any case, there is no appetite for relitigating this given how unproductive this discussion was last time and how it ultimately had little impact on the final votes. Yeah, well, that's pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would be very conductive for a productive discussion. So, yeah. And that's all we have for the town hall. If you'd like to go and read everything for yourself, because this was just a, a curated subsection of it, there's a lot more uh, questions and answers available. We'll put the link in the show notes. You can click and uh, visit and read them for yourself. How about the new skips, T. Staffer? Well, there are 43 new SCPs this week, with two with over 100 upvotes, and just one with over 50. Uh, this is fairly better than last week, as last week there was zero of both. <laughs> um, also, there are 24 new tales, with none over 100 and just one over 50. 
No. Yay! I set off a party popper. We've got one with over 100 votes, finally. <laughs> now it's time for Paracon. Hey, now, now's time for party poppers. Now's time. <laughs> Created by Nat Boltak in April 2018 and popularized by the Great Hippo in August of 2019, the conspiratorial and creepypasta curating website Parawatch has become a staple of the SCP Wiki's writing ever since. With well over 100 articles involving them in some capacity on the English Wiki alone, it's safe to say that the veil ignorant dwellers of the site won't be going away anytime soon. For this contest, you could submit works of three types, tales, wiki pages, and artwork. For tales, the standard telling of Parawatch stories y'all are familiar with are on the wiki. They can either be standalone creepypastas, peeps having brushes with skips, or other anomalous phenomena, or even showing slice-of-life moments through threads. For wiki pages, inspired by Ips the King Company textile plant format, fleshes out the wiki part of the Parawatch wiki. Now, they don't have to follow the page's layout exactly. Get creative with it. You can turn Parawatch into a pastiche of a fandom wiki, show in-universe discussion pages, give us a peek behind the scenes of the wiki's administration, hell, even go full Wikipedia and make a front page. Quick shout out to the front page of Wikipedia in the Broken Masquerade canon. Tales that we made. <laughs> yeah. I love I that. Lo I love By that. Fish Up Arrow 13, I think. Don't have to pronounce their name, but. <laughs> Fish to the 13th. Fish to the 13th. Fish to the 13th power. For artwork. Did a certain Parawatch piece inspire you to put it to visual or audio mediums? Then this category is for you. You can do readings, take scary photos, paint a vivid picture, or even make some sweet and spooky jams. I'd love to. I'd love to see a Parawatch jam. Like not not a musical jam, like an actual like branded Parawatch strawberry jam or something. <laughs> I mean, we can see about adding that to the merch store. <laughs> Shameless plug, Parawatch merch is available at the Underdacted store on Etsy. And I, you know well, what? When I put this article together, uh, or when I was looking at it, I've completely missed that. So I, I can submit readings. Oh. You could. Also, Shameless plug, I have written a Parawatch article, which is a green text about a poop demon. Ooh. Butthole. When did you write that? Like a year ago. Did I read that? Probably. It's the only green text I know of on the site. No shit. Yeah. Or shit. Yeah, it was a collaboration between me and Cole13. Hmm. Which that one also features the only Underwatch page, which is the demon parody of Parawatch. Oh. It's ringing a bell. I can't say for sure that I've read it, but it is. Poop Demon is ringing a bell. Yeah. All right. Time to ring the other bell. Beyond the veil of reason lies a world where sentences unravel and paragraphs tiptoe on the edge of absurdity. In this peculiar tapestry of writing, we witness stories that evoke amusement and bewilderment. They transform the ordinary into the extraordinary, not through brilliance, but through sheer audacity. What lies ahead is a descent into the surreal, 
the bewildering, and the dreadful. Abandon hope, all ye who enter. These are... Tales from the Deep Well. Item number, SCP. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. SCP is to be kept away from SCP-1 unless given permission during an experiment. SCP must remain in a sealed room with a bed and bathroom. SCP is to be fed three meals a day. As long as these requirements are met, an SCP will be content with being contained. Description SCP appears to be a Caucasian male, approximately 1.8 meters in height and 25 to 30 years in age. Over time, while in the Foundation's custody, SCP's hair has replaced itself with a smoke-like vapor. SCP always appears calm during interviews, no matter the question asked. SCP-1 is any form of object such as a pencil, pen, or sharp items like knives, forks, or toothpicks, and an object such as paper or soft wood that is an SCP's possession and written in by SCP-6719. From what has been discovered about SCP's anomalous properties, SCP has the ability to warp the world based on what is written in SCP-1. This ability does not appear to affect past events, but instead guarantees an event written on SCP-1 happens in the future. While listening, when it first says that they have hair that is made up of did anyone else expect it to be spaghetti or is that just me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was I was actually having a flashback because I didn't realize when I mixed that that the music that I used for the background was the same music that I used for the final scene in 3333, the tower when the skinwalkers <laughs> Like, that's the same music. And I was like, how do I know that music? I know this music. And it was that one. Like, that was an amazing scene because I like the skin tearing and all the sound effects were in it. Yes. Very pretty. The sound video. definitely fits it. So I don't know. I don't think you have ever done this segment. But if I could just spring a segment on you. Send it. Which is why any, like deeper thoughts on that article and what has led to it having been deleted oh in your yeah. opinion or constructive yeah. criticism or anything like that first of all i you know what i wonder how many of these are going to change because they changed the how to write an scp guide because that like almost all of the ones that we run on this we pick because they're in the deletion range or they're flagged for deletion already 
And it's like SCP, blah, 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 SCP-1234. And SCP-1234 went to get a glass of water. And when SCP-1234 went to drink the glass of water, SCP-1234 choked on it. And a lot of that is very reminiscent of Series 1. And I wonder if that's because the writing guide hadn't been updated. Could definitely be possible. Yeah. Um, personally, I think a big downfall was the kind of disconnection between a lot of it. The, uh, I mean, I made the joke about the spaghetti, but in general, the like smoky hair does not play into yeah. creating future events. Um, there's definitely also that um, thing about having kind of X-Men <laughs> as an SCP where they really have to be written quite well. A, a recent one that I'd love to shout out is um, Senior Taste by Uncle, Uncle Nicolini is technically like a special character um with powers but it's it's written very subversively to actually like show a, a full character story hmm. in that format um whereas this was kind of just like you can write and make stuff happen with a book yeah I, so a lot of these it seems like i see <clears throat> you know somebody who's who's new to it they'll come in and they'll write like well, I've got this idea for a character and they're going to do these amazing things. But, and this is just the introduction. Like this is the person that does a thing or a thing that does a thing. And like, that's, Hey, really super cool idea guy that, um, you know, what he writes changes reality. We got, you know, type green, yeah. whatever, but that's it. A lot of the more popular SCPs you'll see have that exact formula and that exact mm -hmm. containment procedures and description. They are, the narrative hook or setup that then actually creates a narrative. They aren't the narrative themselves. A lot of like Harry Blank's articles, um, or even our guest Grigori Carpenter's articles mm -hmm. show that a lot where they, they do have that like series one feel of just like an SCP being described and how to contain it. And then there is a story based on that SCP sort of that this feels like it's missing a bit. Yeah. Yeah, there was one <clears throat> there was one that I read that had been like I actually got on my Discord server and uh reposted it. I was like, "Hey guys, save this from oblivion because it was in the it was in the deletion range." And it was a uh, it was a mime uh in Paris who basically got trapped in the glass cube. And it oh, was That's fun. Right? Except except she died. And she was like rotting and putrefying inside the glass cube on a sidewalk That's in kind Paris. Of less fun, right? It's less fun, but I was like, it was so dark, and everybody in the comments fucking shit on it. And I was like, what are you, like? It's it's it. This is this is horror. Like this is real fucking horror. Like there's an invisible glass tube with a rotten, putrefied human body in it, and the foundation has to contain it. They can't move it. They can't break it. They can't do anything. Well, they didn't explain anything about it. You don't fucking have to. This is gnarly horror, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why people shit on it, but I thought it was amazing. I was like, save this, and I think we did. A couple of my favorite articles that I've actually worked on have been ones that were in the deletion range and I reached out to the author and was like, Hey, I'd love to collaborate on this one. Um, and those have always been qu quite enjoyable because a lot of people may not be particularly amazing writers 
start out with. Yeah. But those creative ideas can still come from anyone. And having those great ideas like a mime trapping themselves in their own box are super awesome. Yeah. As yeah. long as uh, as long as they don't get that guidance or that that help or whatever, they're gonna wind up in the deep well. So yeah, yeah. so I I do really appreciate the the guide getting updated. Yes, I do hope yeah. that'll help a lot with that. And and I I gotta say out loud, I appreciate Serious Bacon so much for reading these because they can't be easy. It can't it cannot be easy to read some of this stuff that we send her away, and she does it just chef's kiss so well i love you serious bacon essentially for like for the you know mime article uh that was saved like one hang up that i get well that i see uh from some people uh with some uh works on the wiki if it's very horror based uh and it's that when stuff when the horror actually happens and there isn't really an explanation as to how it happened. Like, I've seen some people get very hung up on that. Basically saying, like, yeah. oh, they need to explain how this happened. Basically saying, like, oh, what is it? was it, like, a reality bender? Or, oh, was it, like, something with the Scarlet King? And they're like, dude, that's not the fucking point. Right. Like, some of the best horror that is written is when shit just happens. There's no explanation for it. Either they can't figure it out or it just happens for no reason one in, in particular that comes to mind is um i forget the the actual name for it but the uh the tunnel monster scp like the kid who is in the sewers playing with a friend and then all of a sudden uh, the suit the cardboard suit that he's wearing suddenly just like merges with him and actually becomes his body like that's never given an explanation as to why but it yeah. doesn't need an explanation that's the whole horror of it. Something so terrible and fucked up happening to a kid for literally no reason and yeah. nobody being able to do anything about it. Yeah, it's horror and tragedy. I mean, like, you could just look at the very first one, like SCP-173 is that the embodiment of the better version of that, where... Yes, they're a research facility and containment facility, and we'll find out all they can about something. But the the keyword <clears throat> there is all they can, because they can. the great cool thing about anomalous subjects is you can't fully understand those. Yeah. I think that's a really cool aspect of a lot of SCPs is what they just they just can't you just can't figure it out. This is my poke you in the eye. Um, on-site community comment of the day if that article the uh the the mime getting stuck in the glass box or the the box and dying if that article had been written by tanhoney or ip or dj cactus word for word the exact same article that article would have been, it would have had 100 upvotes with, within a week and i think there's there's a little bit of bias that goes into something like that because it was it was a good article there were some issues where there were some spag issues there was a little bit of um uh fluidity issues in the reading like there were some parts that were a little clunky to read but as far as what the story was based on it was it was good uh so if it had been if it had been written by an by an author with a little bit more notoriety and not the new kid on the block that just came in i think it i think it would have done very well and not just been relegated to march for deletion 
It's my opinion. Let's take a break before we go off site. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Thanks to our sponsor, Dotto Laundry and Tan Place. What? This is not pill? This is Dotto Fine Capitalism Business. Not for sale. You make order here, though. Call 1-800-IAM-DOTTO for good medicine and also laundry and tan. As always, we appreciate the generous contribution to the show. Let's talk about some off-site shenanigans. Dr. Samarian's new video, which is about uh, a hot take on adult content on the wiki as I think we kind of had alluded to. There is more on that topic. So uh, if you guys aren't familiar, Dr. Sumerian, he's got a YouTube channel. He's one of the authors. I don't think he's been around since like the very beginning, but he's been around the wiki for, you know, since very early in its, in its, um, in its history. And I, Regardless of the things I disagree with Dr. Sumerian about, I respect his opinion because he is one of the more tempered and mature and objective um, opinions out there, both on-site and off-site. That's another thing that I respect about him is that he he bridges the gap between on-site and off-site very, very well. I'd also like to give him a quick shout-out for actually when I was starting my podcast, which is on currently indefinite hiatus. Uh, he actually helped me a lot with figuring out how to correctly record stuff and edit podcasts and stuff like that, which was super helpful. Yeah. Fills a, fills a, fills a very strong mentor role in the community. With that said, uh, I got to say, I disagree with him on this one. Uh, so his opinion is that uh, basically because um, surveys show um, even though the wiki has a minimum age of 18, right? In order to create an account on the SCP wiki, you have to check a box that says, yes, I am 18 or older. Um, even though that's in place that uh, because the population on the wiki is about 55% 18 or younger, um, adult content does not belong on the wiki. And, it's, and, it, and yeah, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, I infer from uh, his YouTube video that he believes it's irresponsible to uh, post adult content on the wiki. And my opinion is very simply this SCP is not for kids. SCP is not for kids. 18 under 18 doesn't belong on the wiki and the wiki's content should not be steered or guided in any way to avoid content that would offend or lead minors astray because SCP is not for children and children under the age of 18 do not belong on the site. It's, it's an inevitability that children will have access to the site, mm -hmm. but that does not lead to then making it a children-focused site. Um, there are a lot of, I, I would say, fairly important articles that, I mean, use those topics in very interesting and deep ways that deserve to be on this site and respected as an SCP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coming off 
that uh and I think we're all in agreement that you know we love Samaritan as a person and we respect him yeah. especially as a Absolutely. creator and a writer uh but I also have to disagree with him here because like T Stafford said some of the best and influential works on the wiki I would say includes in adult like some explicit adult content one especially yeah. that comes to mind uh that's one of my personal all-time favorites uh was scp 4231 the montauk house montauk. uh yeah which automatically when you go to it, it starts off it gives explicit warnings basically saying like yeah there's going to be like some really heavy shit in this like especially regarding uh sexual assault uh that's regard that's regarded within the article and it uses it in a way that's like it doesn't go into like graphic detail but it's still visceral into the way that it makes you uncomfortable but it's supposed to make you uncomfortable because yep. it's a pivotal part for uh the character's arc it's his story into it and i'm and i know that there are uh things about like you know specifically just using stuff like sexual assault in order to further a person's story and i i can agree with that to an extent like there are times when that is just used in a very gross way and not appropriate just not necessary but there are other times in stories when it actually is necessary to show like the visceral horror that a person can endure or has to endure in their daily lives which is shown in that story and <clears throat> tying into that you know it's not just about the story it's about the author as well you know there's authors out there that you, these experiences that you want to censor from you know 18 or you know, younger than 18 that should be censored from uh, uh, minors are a very real part of these authors lives and a very real part of the story that they have to share and if you censor the stories like the the pataphysical stories then you're censoring that author for being able to share their story um i'll go back to some of the comments in the in the town hall where you know like excessive you know where you're getting to where maybe like that last episode of confinement that leaked you know that's mm. that's that's one thing that's one thing. It's somebody's, somebody's, you know, erotic, you know, wet dream on paper. That's one thing. But sharing those experiences, and I'm glad you said Montauk House because that's that's the the Clef origin story, right? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly where my mind went was Montauk House. Um, and another one that fits the bill is uh, it's not as popular as that, but um, Mother of Miseries. Uh, that was yes. tragic. That was such a tragic story, and that definitely is not subject matter for children at all. Um, and I say this as a parent, my daughter is 13 years old. I will let her um, consume uh, SCP media, but I keep a close eye um, and put the dad filter on what she's consuming to make sure that it's stuff that she's able to handle at the age and maturity level that she's at, that she is. And I know not everybody has parents that are that involved in their life. I get it. <clears throat> but at the same time, we can't we can't fill that role for everybody. Another one that I think deserves a, a mention here is SCP-3512. 
um, The More You Know by PSUL. I don't know how to pronounce oh, it, P-S-U-L. Yes. Um, that one definitely uses not safe for work material to tell a very serious story that you can definitely tell comes from a deep place. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's such, such so much more to that conversation. Where do you draw the line? Sexual violence, gore. You know, there's so many different subject types of subject matter that, you know, a, a, a sexual level of nine out of 10 may be more appropriate for somebody of a younger age than a violence level of nine out of 10, depending on that individual and what their experiences are. Something else to note is if something gets to the deletion range, because it is that bad or even not even the deletion range, I don't think it, it ever hit that. But like, for instance, fairly recently, probably like a year ago at this point, the like teenage succubus was rewritten. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, stuff like that. So, like, there is still going to be content curation. It's not go wild <laughs> forever. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? You want to put out a Twitter poll about this one? Yeah, I think this could be a. I think this could be a good poll to kind of see of like what people think uh, about this of like whether adult content should be allowed or if it should be reworked in case of like minors uh coming onto the site and reading or watching or however it is so let's format it like this um should not safe for work content be censored from the site um yes but only sexually explicit material Yes, all not safe for work. No, no. What do you guys think about that as a poll? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So visit our Twitter page at SCP Weekly and check out the poll. Go and vote. And you can always comment. You know, if if those answers aren't enough for you, then you can comment and leave us a more detailed explanation of your vote. Let's talk about print, Noli. Hey. Confinement has returned. Sort of. <laughs> Confinement has come back in comic book form. Being completely removed from Lord Bung's influence, the series will give an original take on Connor's story and hopefully provide a satisfying ending for all fans. The Kickstarter launched this past week and has already shattered its goal in only 10 minutes. You yourself can continue to support the project while it's still ongoing and get yourself a physical copy of the first issue when it releases by going to the link in the show notes. Very excited for that. Yeah, that's another one we could throw a lot of opinion out on. The opinions expressed are split very much right down the middle, and you can tell on-site community, off-site community. You can tell where they're coming from whenever they express their opinions. It is, it is a very large divide on opinions between those two camps. Yeah. If I may uh, put like one thing out there, and editor, feel free to completely cut this. Uh, but one thing that I would see is the idea of like why not being asked like why not just have do confinement, but do it with a completely new character. Like don't do it with Connor saying like 
oh, well, there's a lot of, you know, drama behind the character. And basically comparing it to the Dr. Bright situation, which, and this is my personal opinion. I'm not speaking the rest of y'all here. But to me, that's kind of a blatantly dumb comparison to make because Dr. Both the character of Dr. Bright and Arthur Bright, that is a whole situation because besides Bright was a predator and an abuser. Yeah. Bright what yeah, Bright groomed minors. Yeah. He, like that was that's just a proven fact. But it's also more on that the character of Dr. Bright, like you going back to day one, you can explicitly see that it's really just a medium for him to just give this possession fetish that he had. Mm-hmm. Like and it it could have been easy for people to, you know, not really see that or just kind of like, you know, maybe push that to the side. I know I did when I first saw it. I didn't really think twice about it. But looking back now, it's just a very gross thing concerning the character. And that's really why the character of Dr. Bright was petitioned to either be completely replaced or just removed entirely from articles. Uh, And it's not really the same thing with Connor from Confinement, because I'm I'm pretty sure everyone who's watched Confinement or was a fan of it has, you know, very hurt or upset feelings concerning Fung. Uh, with everything that came out about them, and especially if they saw the leaked uh, footage for that episode. You know what I'm talking about, if you have seen that. But, yeah. But it's... The thing is, the difference between Connor and Bright is that while Bright, like I said, was more just like a medium for some weird downright creepy fetish for a literal pedophile... Connor is just some guy who happens to be immortal. Like, there isn't really that drama surrounding the character besides, like, oh, he was originally made by Lord Bung. And I think that's a big thing with the confinement comics that's trying to be redone, of trying to take back something that both on- and off-site fans really liked with confinement and try completely rip it away from Bung's legacy and give it back yeah. to the fans. I'll, I'll say there is there is there is more of Bung in Connor than people might know, right? Especially when it comes to like the 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 trans issue. Mm. Um there, there's a lot of there's a lot of Bung in Connor, but to your point, Bright was a predator, a groomer, and an abuser. And it was a very specific thing that got bright bright was ejected from the community not so much with bung bung abandoned bright was ejected bung abandoned lots of very strong opinions yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but i like Uh, i like that people have those and i like that we're able to um to to bring it back to the confinement community and again i'll say it out loud i'm not doing this for the scp wiki on-site community I'm a member of the SCP Wiki, but I've said before uh, on Grigori's podcast, you know, that came up like, hey, why don't you go write? 
um, because basically I'm not going to submit myself to that set of rules. I'm, I'm, I'm not there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a creator. I'm an offsite creator and I do make SCP content and I try to give it the respect that it deserves. But just in this situation, I would, I, I would not submit myself to the kind of censure that the uh, on-site community would deliver when it comes to the subject of confinement comics. Yeah, not to touch on the bright subject, really, but to talk on another kind of point of complaint I've seen about the confinement comics in general mm -hmm. is it feels like a lot of people's complaints are kind of missing the main like point of the wiki, which is that it's a Creative Commons source and that content you create about it or for it or in it is with the intention of being um, remade, mm -hmm. uh, worked upon, expanded upon. And that is what the um, confinement comics seem to be doing. That, um, I don't know, is an embodiment of the intentions of the SCP Wiki. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because there's the idea of like, and this has been uh, kind of thrown our way a bit of saying that we're stealing Bung's content and that we we're stealing it for ourselves. But to be blunt about it, that's literally how the SCP Wiki started. <laughs> that's literally how the it operates week to week. Yeah. Yes, that's how the image, the image it's on a daily basis. Wasn't even Creative Commons for the long yeah. time. Yeah, it yeah. still isn't. It was removed. <laughs> yeah, and people would say like, "Oh, but we gave it back." But like, yeah, but it was still like that for almost fucking fifteen years. Yeah, like the whole thing is bluntly just like quote unquote stealing uh, someone's work and. You know reimagining it or placing it into a different mindset and that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of creative commons it is what it is and when it comes down to it a lot of people are just when it comes to when it comes to confinement comics a lot of people are having some ick and i get it i understand everybody who's come to me with all the different objectives they've explained them or objections they've explained to me like this is my objection and this is why and <clears throat> when i say i get it i'm not just trying to shut you up like i do get it i absolutely get it but the fact that you you're sharing your objection with me and thinking that it's going to change my mind that's where you're wrong um because we have we have considered this and reconsidered this and reconsidered this and we've looked into the bigger picture of what we're doing the bigger picture is creating a platform and developing a formula where we can bring in authors um not just from the scp wiki but other creative commons domains in, in figuring out how to do this profitable to the author, because right now the only outlets are there out there to get published are outlets where the authors are not being treated fairly. They're being paid in surplus product. And I think we can pay the authors in money. It just so happens that the test bed for this is confinement. Wow. What a fun way to start. <clears throat> but I think if we can get through this, that we're on a really good path for the community. So again, I, I get it. You have an ick. This is not for you. This is not for you. Totally Don't fine. support it. 
Yeah, but also at the same time, stop wasting my time with questions that aren't really, you're, you're not trying to have a conversation. You're not trying to gain an understanding. You're just asking a bunch of questions to try to poke holes in our justifications. Like I can smell that from a mile away. And as soon as I sniff it, the conversation's over. So if you want to approach me with that, that's cool. It's not going to last long. Love you guys. <laughs> just, that, just that scene from No Way Home, just getting in a huddle. I love you guys. Love you. Smile. Yeah. Both of you just look at me being like, uh, okay. Like not even saying but, it back. So, so we talked about all the people that don't support it. Real quick, if you want to go to support Confinement Comics, just Google. You don't even need the website. Just Google SCP Confinement Kickstarter. SCP Confinement Kickstarter, and it'll take you right to the page, and you can get the comics. We're trying to keep it at the $13 price point for a physical, hold it in your hand, read it like a book comic. There's a reason for that. There's a reason we're not delivering it in a digital format. Those questions have already been asked. We've already addressed them. SCP Confinement Kickstarter. It will take you to the Kickstarter page, and we're doing actually really well. Um, we have 7 x our um, funding goal in less than a week. I mean... Getting it in 10 minutes is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Literally someone... We 3X'd it in 10 minutes. Yeah. Literally someone bought the highest tier of $250 yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got the editor's proof. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, enough, enough about yeah. confinement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep this ball rolling. Okay. Last week, we ran a poll on whether the community thought it was a good idea to include racial and ethnic tags in the tail tagging efforts. Now, for the percentage, 20% voted yes, 60% voted no, and the remaining 20% abstained from giving an answer. I mean, I think on those two topics, I definitely don't really feel suited to give an opinion on those yeah but i i would say on topics i could touch on which is like lgbtq stuff i like if there was like a a trans tag for any thing that touched on or featured a trans person I I don't know how I would feel about that. I don't think it'd be an awesome tag. The the argument made by the uh, team, the tail tagging team, was for discoverability. So that there were, if there's people who are in certain racial or ethnic categories who are looking for uh, stories that are relatable to them and their experiences, this would just be an easier way to find them. Yeah, I something that you can totally do on um, articles, which is technically only used for um, like internal staff use, really, is tags that don't show up uh, on like the bottom of pages, but still internally can be used. And kind of it's like an if only we could use that for it because like I feel like if I was going to look for like a all the articles featuring trans women or something I would love to be able to do that but I don't think I would appreciate 
the bottom of every page of those articles just saying, hey, is it translating this this one? Why not? I dis- I'm curious. Why, why not? I'm, I don't really know. It's That's fair. You don't have to. I was just curious. Yeah. I, uh, and if I can give my two cents as a queer person, uh, and I am a gender, uh, and basically, and I don't, re- and of course, I don't have the same experiences as a, other trans folk, uh, because. For me personally, it's just, you know, I really don't give a shit about gender. Like, you can pretty much refer to me as whatever you want. Uh, But I know that for for a number of people, it can feel a bit... I don't know if wrong is the right term, but uncomfortable i think would come close to it because while it's good to you know have that recognition have that representation uh in works like that it also feels like it's still separating certain people as specific into specific categories like instead of normal just treating people like they're normal it's still separating them into different boxes and i know that's not necessarily what the people who like support that are going through uh, or what they're feeling about it uh because i'm sure that they have best intentions but and i'm not and i can't again like t stafford said i can't really give my two cents when it comes to racial and ethnic tags because I don't want to be you know that white person but um it, it's kind of I feel a little bit in the same thing of wanting to do a good thing but ultimately still feeling like you're being kept in a box all to your own I feel like also to answer the the question you had asked earlier with some time to think on it mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is the feeling of it kind of becoming like a look. We have this. We um. We have this type of person in this. Is that cool? Like like yeah, virtue pan- signaling. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. corporate pandering almost. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Even though I know for a fact, knowing like dark stuff, the writer of the Wilson's Wildlife Solutions, which features like a trans woman and stuff, it's not written from that perspective. But having like that tag at the bottom of a page, I think, could very, very easily start coming off across that way, especially to like other people who aren't part of the community as much as well, who wouldn't be using the tags to find those things. They look at the tags just to see what an article is about. Yeah, and that was one of the one of the arguments on the other side from the team was that it, by putting those on there, you open people up to being targeted. Yeah, definitely. So there's, and, and and that's kind of what I wanted to get to, like not on the subject of trans or racial yeah. or ethnic, but just on the subject of um, 
anything in that if i put this tag on here it opens somebody up to targeting it to me it seems like it would work if you don't give it the chance to be polarized make the the tag building <laughs> make the tag uh food <laughs> stuff <Yeah. laughs> like that those are great tags yeah yeah give it give it the uh give it the peyton manning treatment creamsicle creamsicle <laughs> <laughs> good conversation yeah <laughs> what's yeah. coming up next um to be honest i have listened to a podcast episode i have no idea what this next part is but i will introduce it <laughs> as best i can which is that it is time for the sound of a llama screaming as it drags its flaming bottom around a skating rink Where did you get this? Did you do that? Grace, we must repent. Well, now that I'm sufficiently traumatized, what is next? <laughs> well, you got to introduce the guy. All right. Co-host and creator of the podcast, Simply Creative People, creator of VKTM, co-author of 6500 in the No Return canon, top 50 author of the wiki and author of over 60 SCPs and tales, Grigori Carpin. Welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. This is my chance to return the favor. You had me on. Oh, God. How long ago was that that I was on Simply Creative People? At least a year. Jeez. Um, we have been less uh, frequent in uploading, but we are working on several episodes now. But um, yeah, last year we were doing much better about getting one out every couple of weeks. This year has been hectic for all sorts of reasons, but... Uh, yeah, we are working on a couple now. But yeah, you uh, were on as long as Sean Saxon for our um, 
Are, are we cool yet? It was Are We Cool yeah. Yet? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode. Also, speaking of Paracon, I was on for the Parawatch episode. That's right, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, we're like Everyone's been on it except sisters. me. <laughs> yeah. Gregory, get on that. Uh, write something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Do some. <laughs> once the uh once offshoot is like really going i'd like to get at least you and maybe Giesma, um maybe a few more I, I want i've always wanted the podcast to be a place where we're like celebrating stuff but specifically not do uh, you know vague oh you should go read but like actually here's a recommendation um so that's why we kind of set up the show that way which is we we pick a subject and then we say here's five to ten articles that you should go look at um, i will confirm i don't think i've ever listened to a full episode of simply creative people without pausing it and going to read at least one of the articles mentioned awesome <laughs> that is the whole point because so often the things that are not on the site but um like podcasts or this is a good example as well um are just you know hey let's let's retell one of these stories or let's do cool art and that's awesome i'm not like dissing any of that but i wanted to set up a space where we could be a curation where we could get off-site fans a little bit more of a window into what goes on in the site uh and we've had like i've had dozens of messages from people that said they joined the wiki because of the podcast which is if that's a win that's that's just every, incredible I mean, I know two authors that I'm quite impressed to know that are that started off just as fans of the show. Wow! So yeah, it's 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 everything I wanted to be. Uh, maybe a little bit more range. We could get some more of the listeners, but we're we're doing we're doing pretty good. How how are you guys looking on listeners? Like, what is your what does your audience look like? So when an episode first goes up, within like a week or so, we have about. 300 and then it slowly climbs up most episodes average around five to six hundred um a couple of them are over a thousand downloads um pretty so good. not not huge but uh yeah. making waves uh and we're one of the few um we recently had radiker on to talk about um the why can't i think of it the restaurant goi ambrose, ambrose. Uh, yes. and she and she made the point hey, that like we are we are one of the few podcasts that really look at the meta. Like we're not there to recreate the stories. We're there to kind of talk about what goes into the stories, and also you know just to talk about it and kind of geek out. Um, we had Dave you fool on to talk about his GUI, well his second GUI, um, the the mad computer science one, and um, you know Harry and I just the whole time had to keep pausing to be like we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I Can you confirm Jewel. to me? Harry's written a totally soft article, right? He has for VKTM. Yeah. yeah, for Victim. That's what I yeah. thought. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, it's called it's called American American and it's one it of the It is that one. Things. Good. Yeah, it's one of the funniest things I have read, honestly. It's so American good. American. Yeah, you guys also covered uh one of my favorite GOIs, the Church of the Second High Top, like a, over a month ago, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Which was crazy because a lot of times it's funny like people are like oh i learned so much with your podcast i'm like i learned so much <laughs> yeah. because it's so easy to get in your own niche you know when you're reading there's so much stuff on the wiki so i look at it the same way that i hope other people do which is let me dig into this and here's a small window into this small you know corner of the wiki um it is awesome yeah. how you kind of have always encapsulated 
exactly my experience with discovering a new group of interest where like I'll, I'll discover it and then just immediately open every tab of every linked yeah. SCP. Yeah. When we're recording, I have like, you know, I always have a few, quite a few tabs open, but when we're recording, I have so many tabs open that my computer wants to die. Like it's just because <laughs> I just want to be, you know, I've read all of them. You know, we read all of them and prep for the episodes and then I, you know, kind of look into them and take notes. And there's a whole fucking outline. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. That's when when uh, when you had me on your when you had me on simply creative people, and you guys sent out the list. Mm-hmm. Like this is required reading for the episode. I was like, yeah. oh, these <laughs> these guys are legit. Yeah, but like, that always, was that was a lot of reading. Yeah, no, I mean it is, and I mean people are like, how long does it take you to do the show? And I'm like, well, recording usually lasts about two hours, but there's at least two to three hours of prep work before, and then editing two? is at least two to three. <laughs> Well, I read very fast, but um, <laughs> but I also try not, you know, I, I very clearly go, look, this is a D, this is a really dense one. We can just skim it. We're, you know, and, and, and no one has to be an expert in anything. It just has to be, hey, have something to say. Like, did you like one thing about the article? That could be all you said. That's fine. Um, and we try to stay away from the, the negative stuff because I feel like there's enough of that out there. I will also say as a as a guest who got to pick, kind of, at least, suggest which do I want to be on is mm-hmm. it's definitely also very helpful to be getting guests who are already quite knowledgeable on the yeah. GOI. Yeah, we really, really like when people come to us with, hey, we want to do this one. And a lot of our episodes have been that. Or I specifically ask people on to do something because I know they're into it. Yeah. And then you also get those other awesome insights from them. Yeah, and, and and we've been very lucky to get a lot of the creators involved. Like when we did Anderson, you know, Conwell came on and we had a great time just chatting about this thing he made, you know, over the last 15 years. So it's it's a great it's a great thing. Yeah, some of my favorite things uh, when geeking out about SCP is like when it's because it's easy to, you know, geek out about stuff that like everybody enjoys that you also enjoy but it's mm-hmm. it's a really fun moment when you meet someone else who really enjoys like a specific little corner or niche on the wiki that yeah. you also enjoy like uh one for me is uh from the uh like the trash fire uh cannon hub like the uh small set of like a few articles and tales of uh, Christ and Scarlet, which is like this uh, series about a children of the Scarlet King cult essentially infiltrating evangelical Christianity in America Mm -hmm. and using that as like a gateway for the Scarlet King. Like, I love that. And I, I remember like talking to like one of my friends about it who actually read it and we just like geeked out about it for like two hours. Yeah. I mean, that's why Harry and I are friends, because we originally asked each other to crit things just by members in the community. We were both pretty new and we did that. And then we ended up chatting about Prey 2017 and like DC superheroes for like seven hours, like into like three or four in the morning, my time. And (laughs) it was just like, oh, you're my best friend now. Uh, Did we just become best friends? Yup. (laughs) <laughs> it was like wow this we and that's where the joke started that i am him and he is i um and then people just took it and ran with it so there's a lot of oh which one is that it's gregory no it's harry 
some of my favorite just podcasts in general, not even SCP ones. A lot of the times the co-hosts will like apologize for going off topic, but a lot of the time I really love the off topic stuff because then you get to hear people just like gushing about something they love and your podcast kind of does that, but also for something that I love. Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's why we do the outline, but it's a very loose thing. Like I use it as it's a guidepost, but if we end up in some side conversation, whatever, that's great. Um, we ended up doing that. We did when we did uh, Arcadia, we had Jackal related on because he had been involved in some of the redefining of that GOI. And we just started talking about 90s horror video games. And it became clear we need to do a whole episode just on games we liked and so we did that last halloween so it just you know it that was a fun episode yeah yeah i liked doing it um we did an episode where play came on play pgp and harry and i and he each picked a few of the ones to talk about and it was very clear about a third of the way into recording that we have to do this again because there's so many that we want to yeah. talk about we don't have time so we're going to do that again as well didn't like debut fool like release two full zero zero one proposals within like three months of each other he did one oh one and one is not an oh one but it was meant to be but he thought it wouldn't work out well to ha- so it's a there's an scp that is oh, okay. the same grip and depth as some of the best oh ones um but the oh one he is the the last ride or uh i forget the title is like it the, the ai art one or ride. is it the in like end of death the time one yeah it's one. the time one yeah yeah um i think it's the last ride of the day is the title and that one's incredible yeah he's gone to war with scp explained about that for fucking up i know well you know that's it's it's stuff like that it's stuff like that that made me want to do the podcast because yeah. back in the day, Blue Soul, I believe it was Blue Soul, had a, a SCP podcast called SCP Cafe, where he just talked about sort of the new stuff that was coming out, which you guys are kind of doing that kind of thing here. But what I always wanted to do was have an episode where one of the authors went, oh, my God, they're talking about my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always wanted that. I always wanted to turn on a podcast and hear about somebody talking about my stuff. Uh, ironically, I've tried to avoid talking about my stuff on the podcast, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but... Yeah, it's it, it's just a if we can just be exuberant about this thing that we already love contributing to, that way we get people that are more involved in the idea of preserving this I special mean, thing. Full full honesty, the reason that I even like heard about your podcast and started actually listening to it and enjoying it was because on the Wondertainment episode you mentioned one of my articles. Sure. So. Yeah, great. I mean, I get lots of messages from people going, oh, my God, you, you talked about that one. Like, even because we try to cover not just the famous things. We always hit the, you know, you got to hit the really big ones. But then you always pick, OK, here's one that's like at plus 45. We think it's awesome. You should yeah. be reading it. You know. So. Yeah, I think we, we try to do the same thing here, just expanding it to the to the offsite community stuff. Yeah, it's and cool. hit the the rich the, the video games and the comic books and the all sure. of the stuff that you mm-hmm. damn Billith's music that we, yeah. sure, I can't figure out his music any more than I can figure out his writing, but it's there. It's, I like it, uh, but yeah, I don't know how to how to categorize it. But I'm not an expert at music, so. Yeah. <laughs> and in art, we figured out a way to integrate art into audio medium. Didn't yeah, we? that's really cool. Oh yeah. So I guess this is where we segment into uh, a little game that we play called 
Yeah. <laughs> it's called Don't Blink. So, Gregory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would watch a Paul Blart spinoff like that. But anyway, <laughs> Gregory. Uh, what? The, the, the whole. God. Okay. So, okay. The <laughs> point. I'm so I'm trying to study myself right now. So much. Going. Okay. <laughs> God damn it, Kelsey. I keep it. I couldn't keep it in his spot. You got too excited. Anyway, okay. I did. So, Grigori, this game is called Don't Blink, and with it, Kelsey rolled the big chonker there, D and D dice, uh, for <laughs> for an investigation check. Meaning that whatever number it lands on, uh, we basically half that, and that's how many seconds you'll have to view a few different images that we give. And in that time, we need you to try to explain and detail as much as you can about what you just saw. Got are it? you doing it one at a time, or are we one doing at a time? Oh yeah, okay, it's just good. one at, one at a time. <laughs> All right. So yeah, he'll roll, and you just tell him to stop. And after the description, uh, is there also a guess as to what SCP it is? No, because it's not always an SCP. Like last week, we had fan art, fan art for SCP Unredacted, and uh, this show was one of the art. So it's not okay. always an SCP. But I mean, if you want to guess what it is, then maybe it maybe it is an SCP. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's your mom. I don't know. Uh, stop. Ooh, 15, 15 so you have yeah. seven and a seven half and seconds half. for this one all right oh god all right there it is so it was an upright rat uh with a lot of scarring on his back or her back um looks like old wounds kind of tracing along the, the back on a parallel way. Brown, brown fur. Uh, it's kind of, like I said, upright, only on two legs. All right. <laughs> can I can I poke you for, can I confirm that it's an SCP? Confirm. Yeah. SCP. No idea. <laughs> I'm real bad with numbers. If, it's an SCP's persona. Ready for roll number two? Sure. Stop. Ooh. Ooh. I can't I can't even see it. It's, it's a three. Oh that's oh, a three. Okay. You're gonna get a flash in this one. <laughs> you get a second and a half one. <laughs> so we got a large pale pink background. Uh in the foreground was sort of a hollow face, um, like a mask almost, uh looking upright. And then trailing off towards the top of the screen was a like a trail of either blood or veins connecting to a floating eyeball. And then there's various detritus kind of uh, maybe like organic uh, growths kind of hanging off in different parts of the, the picture. But I wouldn't know what it is. Personally, my guess would have been, how am I not remembering the name of it? The like red melty sun. Daybreak? Daybreak. That's what I personally got the mm. vibe up there. Mm. Mm. 
kind of reminds me of uh, the the planet of two artists or the world of two artists, but only because of the coloration, I think. Hmm. That's I can fair. see that. Which is an incredible SCP. Oh, absolutely. Ready for number three? Yes. This is the only one that I that I would have been confident that I would have actually guessed if I didn't already know what the three were. All right, stop. Well, you got a five on that one. Uh-oh. That's a two that's and a half. That's a fail. Two and a half. Oh. Come on, Gregory. Supposed to be a Baldur's Gate guy. Say when. When. So it is. It looks like a crack in plaster or some sort of wall substance um, with a face pushing up against it, kind of a rotted looking face with hair and an eyeball visible. I would guess it's 106. SCP-106. No. Well, I confirmed that one is an SCP, but not 106. That would have made sense. He comes out of the wall a lot. Yeah. All right. There's uh, no black goo, I guess. That's his deal. Well, this SCP, she does not come out of the wall. Oh, she's, she does not. She's the lady that lives in your walls. Basically, yes. That's essentially. Uh, okay, so the first one we have... Where'd it go? <clears throat> so the first one there is SCP-076. That's Abel as a rat. Oh, I can see the runes. Okay, yeah, you know, I didn't notice that persona. That would yeah. have been a dead... Yeah, yeah. okay. Runes, runes can be perceived as scars. Okay, and this, now with a good long look at it, got eyeball. You can actually see at the bottom there, there's actually like a full human face that the eyeball's yeah. coming out of. Yeah, I Oh, I didn't that. even notice I that. I didn't mention the snout. I didn't mention the snout, though. There's like a snout with uh, yeah. something coming out over this. Yeah. I'm assuming this is something Sarkic. This is uh, six ten. This is this is the flesh that hates. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's not actually confirmed. Yeah. Oh. What's interesting about the six six one zero is that it was written before sarcasm was even a thing on the wiki um, by oh, Nick that's O'Kid, right. uh, and it was it inspired along with something that Ip wrote. Um, metaphysician to develop the sarcasm canon. And if you look in the comments of 610, you see this hilarious post from the original author eventually coming in and going, what the hell is sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it's just, it's just, an, it's the perfect example of the organic collaboration that this site engenders that somebody can write something. And then a couple years later, somebody can look at it and go, Oh, that's interesting. What if this is a basis for an entire culture? Um, but yeah, it's not, Technically, it's not fully confirmed at Sarkism, although we all kind of assume. This is the third one. Yeah, no idea. That is SCP-6670. Mama. By Equinet. I don't think I've read that. Oh, oh you've yeah. got to. Yeah. Body body horror extraordinaire. Well, it's <clears throat> Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the one. So it was uh, it's a little girl, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, the little girl who gets stuck in the wall because she grows while she's in the wall, and then at that yeah. point she just can't get out of the wall at all. Oh yeah. God, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, and, and mommy, mommy like, keeps keeps feeding her cake, and gotta remember like the the birthday 
portion of it. It's been a, a long time since I read this, but I remember she was talking about her birthday or something. I was just like, oh, God, yeah. this is tragic. But it's also There's also a great like, scientific diagram looking thing where it like shows that she's actually like, grown up, up, yeah. up the wall and then over the like ceiling oh, of no. the room and then down yeah. into the other side of the wall. Yeah. yeah. And plus, uh, when this first came out, I talked to Equinac about it. And they said that the really sad part is that her growing like that really is just because of the situation she's in. Like, because she's trapped in the wall, her body is pretty much forced to kind of, like, mold itself around like that. Saying that if they didn't yeah. happen, she would have just been a regular kid who happened to have gigantism. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, it's the nurture... Uh, argument for anomalous <laughs> for anomalous yeah. it's so sad and fucked up I love it that is that is a fucked up skill. I did read Ekronax, uh 7k entry and thought that was equally fucked up yes what was the what was their uh, 7k uh, their 7k uh, their, I remember their 7k uh, was called uh it was something uh wailing barrel essentially oh yeah it was uh-huh. this yeah it was this apollyon class uh event that was going on that essentially people were having other people spontaneously growing and bursting out of their bodies into these like mm-hmm. like almost uh i was gonna say lovecraftian not that uh the guy who made the fly. Uh... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, man. Not Carpenter. It's, um... Uh, oh, goodness. Cronenberg. It's Cronenberg. Cronenberg, yes. Almost these Cronenberg-esque uh, humanoid yeah. or human-esque creatures that are basically just going insane. It essentially circles the globe in no time flat, and the contingency that the Foundation has is that there's these two agents who specifically uh were trained with these uh like highly classified uh sarkic tactics to where that they can not really immune but it's still highly resilient against memetics uh which is where this is coming from and essentially it's traversing really? it's a yeah it's mostly a tail uh format actually of them traversing this landscape and trying to steer from these creatures in order to get to scp 2000 and yellowstone to hopefully reset everything but along the way they come (laughs) they come in contact and come to a much more deeper knowledge of what this actually is and what's going on yeah i remember it being a lengthy one but worth the read wow the the flesh that hates was so popular they turned it into an scp (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) Ekronach, in my opinion, never misses. Yeah, he's one of the the new the new breed that has really kind of come up there, uh, uh, along with uh, it's a bad idea. Who I cannot stop saying the high praises of everything it's a bad idea does or Asabi. Yeah. Now let's go into our next segment: two truths and a lie. Last week, Drowning Dutchman gave us this international list of mysteries. Number one. The first time I went to America, I nearly immediately picked a fight with the TSA. Number two, 
My tolerance for spicy food is very low. If I eat anything relatively spicy, I immediately go to Mato And number three, I once deleted a Nintendo 64 save file because I did not know what the word erase meant. My, my pick for it was uh, that the TSA uh, was the lie because essentially everyone, in my opinion, everyone deals with the TSA, but when you're at the airport, hardly anyone has the energy to just fucking deal with the TSA's bullshit. Uh, I've I used to travel for work. I've seen some nasty uh, altercations with TSA people. <laughs> mm. I've never bothered, but oh man. Um, my pick was the spicy foods because I think one and three are both interesting anecdotes that you mm. would remember from your life and mm -hmm. have something in your back pocket to like bring up. And two can kind of be reversed. Whereas the other two cannot, like, I didn't erase a thing because I knew what erase meant isn't a, a thing, but still saying, like, I have a high tolerance for spicy foods would be a thing. So you can reverse that into just saying, I don't, <laughs> I have a low, very low tolerance. So that's why that I is, spicy. That is also my pick for very similar reasons. <laughs> oh, we have a civil war divide here, then. Oh, yeah, it's 50 50 because mm. I picked TSA because, first of all, you don't deal with the TSA when you get off the plane. Second you do of all, when you come through customs, which they yeah. were coming international. This is true. This is true. Yeah. But then also, I've never met a Dutch person with the temperament to do that. Like I've <laughs> known a few Dutch people in my life, and not none of them would do that. They're all so chill and go with the flow. And then talking with drowning Dutchmen, like that, I can't see them picking a fight with anybody. <clears throat> Oh, wait, the Twitter poll. Also. Oh, yeah. Twitter. 50-50, uh, TSA and N64. All right, so no one's, no one's with us on the spicy food, then. I guess yeah, not. Yeah, nobody. And and sucks to be them, because the answer is, uh, turns out Drowning Dutchman actually has a massively high tolerance for yep. spicy food. It's the reversible uh, one. Come on, let's yep. go. Yeah. So much so, a waitress at Buffalo Wild Wings asked them if they were sure they were ordering their wings at the spiciest level they offered, which was called Blazing Carolina Reaper. Nice. Oh, Dutch God. couldn't pass up that opportunity, of course. Any other info on the TSA? I ain't no bitch, is uh, what Dutch said about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that was... I, I'm assuming that was about the, the spicy food. <laughs> But uh, that's an incredible <laughs> take it as if it's about the TSA. <laughs> it would also work for that, yeah. Uh, and Dutch actually sent me a picture. I'll, sh uh, I'll show you guys. There you go. There's proof. Blazing Carolina Reaper. Look at that. Mm. It's like almost green. Yeah, picked that clean. Would, that would kill me. Ugh. To the bone. All right, uh, so context for the TSA was that after being on a plane for 10 hours and being suspicious how easily I got through immigration in America, I forgot my phone in my pocket. I've been on a plane for more than 10 hours. You are not a human being after that, unless no. you slept the whole time. I flew 
to Toronto and then to Tel Aviv within 24 hours. And when I got off that plane, I was, I, I, I didn't have a drink before because I'm an idiot. On the way back, I <laughs> drank a whole bottle of wine and slept for nine of those hours. And it was uh, fine. I was fine. <laughs> I cannot sleep on p- plans. Benadryl. Yeah, get drunk and take something. Mm-hmm, yes. The 20 year old will get drunk. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. But it is, or you could have, because uh, the, the, it's the age is younger. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, international flights also often have much more space, in my experience, than, than yeah. domestic flights. Domestic flights, I have a real hard time sleeping because you're just packed in, and I'm a tall boy, so it is not. I just feel like I'm in a sardine can. And my worst one was, I think, Iraq to Qatar to London to Chicago to Arkansas and then a week later turned around Arkansas to Atlanta to Amsterdam to Qatar to Iraq it was 30 it was like 36 hours of traveling all together it was gross I think mine my worst one was uh Canada to Australia to Hawaii to Canada Yeah, that sounds like because going to Australia is that's a long flight. Yeah, no matter where you're yeah. coming from. Mm-hmm. Well, if you came from Malaysia, it wouldn't be that long. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand to Australia, whoo! Yeah, that's a that's oh a God. that's a that's a that's a hop and a skip. Gregory, uh, you want to tell us? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so two truths and a lie. Um, I had to reread these to make sure I didn't do it reversed and do two lies and a truth. Two lies and a truth. <laughs> yeah, which I almost did. And then I was like, oh, no. And then I did. Anyway. All right. Uh, I was the second of my family to attend graduate school. I'm 45 years old. I once spent Christmas Eve in the company of the remains of 7 million people. I know one of those is true. Well, one of them has to be true. No, I, I, I know I know one of them is true because you put it on your Twitter about uh, a couple months ago. Probably attending. No. Huh. Uh, I'm going to guess right now. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to also make a guess after you just because I won't be here next week. I'm going to guess that the lie... Is that you're 45 years old? Because, Gregory, you don't look a day over 30. You don't know what I look like. Yeah, I was was saying, I never, I don't even know what you look like in real life. And I know that you don't look a day over 30. I think it's I'm 45 years old because you look 60. (laughs) Bet you're 60. (laughs) I definitely look like I'm in my 40s. Grad school. (laughs) I'm picking grad school. Okay, hold on. I I said that kind of as a joke, but I want to, I want to, like, work through them. Sorry, not kind of as a joke, because then I do the year 60. I mean, kind of as a joke, because I don't know if I am going with that or not. Um, so, I mean, 100% the spent Christmas Eve in the company that remains of 7 million people. That's That's got to be true. You wouldn't put that as a lie. Or would you? Mind game. Mind freak. But... Oh, but he got you. It was 14 million people. The second in family to attend graduate school... That makes sense. The problem is, by how much would you change your age enough for it to be a lie? Because you have to be some number of years old. I hope. I was born this second. 
you are both ageless and eternal. That's Dude, right. Born tomorrow. I'm gonna go. I'm a manifestation of deja vu. That's it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to go with the yeah, the age. It just feels too too simple. So T Stabber says forty five. What'd you say, Noli? Forty five. Forty five. All right, and then I, I'm picking grad school, and we'll see what Twitter has to say when we post this on poll. I would never lie. I've I've tricked you all. It's all true. Yeah. Gori has never once. In them. <laughs> oh my god. Gori has never once lied to anybody in his life. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what you... Anyway, Gori, do you want to hang out with us and read our mail real quick? Hey, yeah. Fickle here. Would you guys consider doing a history of the wiki episode? Let me ask the universe. Universe said no. I mean, I think you could, but you it could. wouldn't be it wouldn't be a one episode thing. No, I think you'd have to do at least like f- I would say there's been five solid waves, uh, roughly. Yeah, we'd have to. Do, that would just be like a mini series special that we would have to. Yeah, do. and man, the research you'd have to do for it. Yeah, uh, there was a good history of the wiki done by somebody I can't remember, but it only goes up to like 2012 or something. So. Yeah, Fickle, Fern, Ficus, whatever it is that you're calling yourself this week. Uh, Michael Matter. Not something that we're going to have. Fickle. <laughs> F-I-C-H-A-E-L, Fickle. Um, that's not something we're going to tackle right now. That's a little bit uh, a little bit more than we want to put on our plates. Um, but it's a good idea. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll collaborate with somebody eventually and do a... Um, the Sir Attenborough version of the SCP Wiki. <laughs> and that's sort of what uh, Simply Creative People does, but not really. I was going to say, that seems no, like... Not really. In a chronological order. Yeah, we, we, we're just interested in talking about specific subjects, but then we do try to kind of give the history of those specific subjects. We get John Winfield to come on and do the uh, do the Lord Blackwood voice and narrate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did all my victim uh, voiceover stuff for 7007, which was my 7K entry. Is that who and that we, is? Yeah. Uh, Misfortune Gorge ads. Let's go. Yeah, Misfortune Gorge. Somebody just did art for that, and they spelled it Misfortune George, and I loved it. I fully I, read I, it as that for like a long I, time. A lot of people did. They were like, who's George? And I'm like, who? I don't know. Who is George? <laughs> it's, go- it's Gorge, like the land feature. <laughs> Um, That's also kind of a feature of VKTM, isn't it? Where they just, they're they're not very good at what they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, people will point out mistakes that I very specifically put in. Uh, I'll correct any mistake I didn't mean to put in, but there are lots in every single one, especially the imagery. Because I, from the very beginning on the hub, I said, here are the things we've mastered. Uh, And one of those is graphic design. And at first that was easy because I wasn't very good at photo editing and I've become better and better. I've taken tutorials and whatnot. And now I have to actually mess things up and like pick bad fonts or (laughs) like there's two banners like in parallel and I have to make sure one is a little bit skewed from the other. (laughs) Like just people will be like, oh, this is messed. Did you know that uh, (laughs) it says it says that the the day 10, but the need the over the the narration says day nine. And I just respond with victim doesn't make mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, 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 buddy, do you know how much effort it takes to suck on purpose? (laughs) 
I just won't acknowledge those at all, and I don't acknowledge anybody's trying to guesstimate what the origins of it is. It's always just no comment. Thank you. That who's got the smooth jazz in the background? Who is that? That is my grandfather. Wow. Wait, is he playing it, or is he playing it on yeah. like a record? What He's one of the top Canadian saxophonists. Fucking, that is cool. That, that's yeah. that's like live right now. It's happening. Yeah. He's playing. Like, He's practicing. That, that's dope. That's Probably legitimately dope. dope. T. Stafford, go ask him if he'll play us out. Yeah, I mean, I will. Yeah. <laughs> How badass is this? That's pretty cool. Yes. That's pretty cool. For you come play for my nerdy podcast that I'm guest hosting on. <laughs> What's it about? Don't worry about it. Just play. No, no, you don't want to know. It's, it's that's like a six-hour conversation. Yes, <sighs> this is happening. This is really happening. So the Poppy? microphone is this. Is that what we're? Yeah, his name's his name is Poppy. What's your name, right? Hello, Poppy. Hold on. It's... I don't know if we're to hear you. This is the most amazing thing that could ever happen. This is happen. incredible. So, just play anything? Yeah, play your best tune. I don't have any. You don't have any tunes? No. <laughs> That's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, patrons like Evan McDonald and Trey Adams get more content at patreon.com slash scpweekly. It's totally worth $2, and your support helps us keep the lights on. The sound of a screaming, flaming llama was actually If You Can Read This by Slowgramming. Find it at soundcloud.com slash slowgramming. Intro and outro music was Missing Out by Martin Hall and this amazing stuff by Poppy. The Deep Well was SCP-6719, RIP, written by Anime Demand 666 and performed by Sirius Bacon. Thanks to Grigori Carpin for sharing with us the finer points of poutine. 
Thanks to our sponsor, Dotto's Sleepy Time Snooze Em Up Pill. SCP Weekly is distributed by Smooth Cadence Productions. SCP Weekly is not affiliated with the SCP Foundation Wiki, and as such, the opinions presented in this program are our own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Wiki or its staff. Music is provided by Epidemic Sound. And also, T-Staff Wars Poppy. Poppy. Content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is also released under CC by SA 3.0. Until next time, I'm Kelsey. I am not scrolling down enough to see that there's more script. T staff or. <laughs> and I'm Nolan, the K is silent. And this has been SCP Weekly. Thanks for having me on as a guest host. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Man, this was a like really cool, like uh we all got to be on each other's podcast like podcastception episode. Isn't it, Nolan? Isn't it awesome? (laughs) I hate you all. I've been on T Stafford's podcast like three times. Yeah. I, I pretended wow. to be someone else two of those times, but <laughs> <laughs> And we're supposedly gonna do that again, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna I that. sorry, I thought you were building up to it right now. And I was like, oh, I had to record a podcast right now. Yeah, and then uh, we'll, we usually go out with some kind of galaxy argument or something like that, but Cassie's not here and it's just not it's not as much fun without her, so um, I'll just edit. Here, can I can I twist the galaxy argument on you? Mm-hmm. How many different toppings do fries need for them to be considered loaded fries? Three. How many different toppings least. do fries need in order to be considered poutine? And I think we should ask the Canadian in the room. It just needs to have poutine on it. That's one topping. <laughs> What the fuck is poutine? I'm American. It's fries with gravy on it, dog. It's delicious. That's what it is. There was a a gastropub near me that used to, doesn't anymore, do um, poutine with, like, wacky steak strips in it. And it was incredible. But they stopped doing it. That sounds Very expensive. Oh, it was good. It was like a whole meal. You couldn't get that and a sandwich. Like, forget it. I think, to answer T. Stafford's question, I think... Two. The answer is two. What? But it has to be cheese plus anything else. I think two for loaded. No, that's crazy. That is cheese. That's not so. Okay, my opinion is it has to be three, and at least one of those cannot be only in liquid form. Mm. So cheese, like the squeezed cheese, doesn't count. Not squeezed cheese, but like melted cheese on top would count. But like. If you put ketchup or mayo or yeah, cheese sauce doesn't count. That would be one of the sauces. It has to have a minimum one other thing than fries that you can actually like chew on. I feel like loaded is almost always like a cheesy type of creamy sauce, but you just skip around that by just say calling them carnitas fries and then you just get carnitas (laughs) on fries. Yeah. Chili, cheese, bacon, jalapenos, uh, sour cream. Send actually, that's uh, are, do you guys know what Wawa is? You guys know what Wawa is? Mm-mm. The gas station Wawa chain, country. yes, yes. I'm in Wawa country, and that's about to happen. 
Nice. You're, you're going to go out of your way to eat at a gas station? Yes. Ga- they're a good gas station, though. It's so much more than that. Okay. It's a yeah. lifestyle. Lobster bisque at a gas station. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gregory, we're Americans. I don't live there if we want to die, <laughs> If we want to die by giving ourselves a heart attack from something we ate at a gas station, that is our God-given rights. I am very much the Southern California boy, so it's <laughs> there are a lot of veggies in my meals. <laughs> like I do stir fries at home with mostly veggies and sometimes tofu. <laughs> How many of you guys have discovered the miracle that is the instant pot? Oh, me. Absolutely. Yeah. I especially like it for make, starting off your soups that way. Yep. <clears throat> soups and then the uh, like anything pork. Like mm-hmm. just chop up the pork loin. Carnitas. Oh, there carnitas is a recipe good, out there for instant pot carnitas that you, mm-hmm. you can, what used to take an entire day to cook is like three hours. Yeah. With the, oh. Yeah. I'll do that do. with like nice, like knuckle rice or something. That'd I don't good. know what knuckle rice is. I've never heard of that. What is it? It's yeah. just like a, a way to cook rice in like 10 minutes. Oh, I have a rice cooker because I'm deeply Asian, even though I'm not. I yeah. eat so much steamed rice. I just bought a rice cooker because I yeah. just need it at all times. I like stir fries so much. I was like, I need to be able to just make my own rice. Um, but uh, yeah, the Instant Pot's incredible. I yeah. do like a, a marinated chicken, which I got from my friend's mom, uh, which is just soy sauce, lime juice, and a little bit of sugar. Marinate that for 12 hours. And then I do it in the Instant Pot with some curry. Curry. And it, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. with some Japanese curry typically, but I'll do it with any kind of curry. Mm. And then that just, mm, that's, that goes real good. Plus, you make a whole bunch of it and then it lasts you like days. So you can just, oh, you just yeah. have curried chicken for, oh, yeah. you know, three days and don't have to Instant worry about it. Instant Pot changed the face of milk prep. Yeah, Instant Pot was my first like gateway into making real meals. And now I've yeah. kind of graduated to doing actual cooking, but, but Instapot is still a very important part of my cooking regimen. See, I'm the opposite of that. Like I was like the entire kitchen full of everything on the counter and we're cooking me meals in stages yeah. and basting mm-hmm. and oven and stovetop. Yeah. And I just regressed. I was like instant pot, button push, love this. I mean, you can put frozen chicken breast in there with a yes. the marinade and cook it after like yes. an hour, and it's like delicious. It's it's magic. I don't know how it's. I know how it works, but it seems like it shouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand it anymore. Okay, gotta go. I I, I, have, yeah. I have I have I have loaded fries waiting on me right now.
for so long. 